us. Greetings, good people of planet Earth and possible eavesdropping aliens. Hi, you're listening to Radio Now 95.3 FM. I am Esai Humu, and this is Tech Now, where we bring you tech news, reviews, and interviews. <laughs> all right, my co-host for today is a member of the Radio Now family and producer of this show. So he writes all of the excellent things I say to you. Blame him. His name is Toda Bayami. Toda, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? It's good to have you back. Did you say I'm glowing? <laughs> yeah, you Please are. Please say that again. You're glowing. Say that one more time. You're glowing. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Today we introduce a new friend of ours. His name is David Afolayon. He is the content chief of Atechness, an online news, reviews, and analysis-based platform. You'll hear from him later on the show. But first, SI, what's the main event today? All right. Thank you, Toda. Introducing the main event today on Tech Now on Radio Now. That's very dramatic. But today we're talking about the demand for reclassification of ride-sharing company drivers in Nigeria as workers rather than independent contractors. That was a lot of grammar to say. They, they are currently referred to in Nigeria as independent contractors. That absorbs um, ride-hailing apps like Uber and um, Taxify both rather of certain um, benefits right so if you're an employee you get certain things if you're an um, independent contractor the the gist is different and these people have decided that they're going to um, enforce a class action suit um, to move from independent contractors to employees right to join us um joining us on the phone line today is Ayoade Ibrahim is the president of National Union of Professional App Based Workers NUPABW and they are the ones who have announced um that they will be taking this class action hi Ayoade how are you doing today yeah we thank God all right, so um, you are talking to all of Lagos and everybody else who's listening to us via um, thisisradionow.com. Um, so let's start off by asking, what is it exactly you are doing and what do you want? Um, I'm Uber driver and boat driver in Lagos. And uh, I'm the founder of, uh, co-founder of the NOPA and the current president. All right, so uh, what is NUPA's role exactly? The NUPA's role is National Union of Professional Artists Workers. So we bring ourselves together to advocate for the rights of all drivers in Nigeria. All right. Or boot or any other ETN company. All right, and what is your membership strength? How many members does NUPA BW have? As of now, we are creating 10,000 members. 10,000 members. Across Nigeria. All right. So, talk to me about this class action um, you are taking. Uh, you see, the the gig economy is global phenomenon, and uh, if we look what is going on around us, whether Africa, Europe, America, and Asia, is a new dimension that's come to the world. That every country is looking for a way how to bring out the law that will suit that particular industry. In Nigeria here, if you look at South Africa last week, there are three Uber and both in South Africa because of the judgment in UK. And if you look at the judgment in UK, they used three attempts to judge that case, which I will mention. And in UK, they have three classifiers of employment. They have um, independent contractor, they have uh, workers, which is doing another person's business, and they have two workers. That's the three classification they have in UK, but it's not, you know, applicable to us 
like that in Nigeria. But what relates to us in Nigeria, the reason why we are going to, to court is, if you look at these three items, the use in U.S., the use in U.K., the use in France, the use in Canada and Australia, what are three items? Number one, Uber colors, both colors, independent contractors, which we are not turning away with responsibility of that name. But the question is this, if you have a partner, can you set all the rules for your partner? What I know by partner is the two parties will sit down at boardroom and come out with the rule and regulation. That is not applicable to us. Uber and both think and then they bring out the rule and regulation. That's number one item. Number two item is Uber control price. Uber sees price mechanism, including their own commission. We don't have any input there. And they call us partners. You call us driver partners. If you look at that price mechanism very well, that we don't have, that means we are not a driver partners. The third one is Uber punishers, Uber monitors. Uber monitors through Alogreen. Alogreen management is what they use to monitor through GPS and water. That's the technology of it. They use Gribbox to block us, even without investigation. So if you look at these three items and the role they play is the role of employer. So on paper, when they want to explain to people on paper, they will call us driver partner. But on reality of operation of Uber and both, they are operate like employer. So that's the three items they use in U.S. They call it three tests. That's the same three items they use in U.K., three items they use in France. In fact, the same three items South Africa is used to take them support. And if one now narrow it down to Nigeria, that three items will be classified in the court, the meaning of independent contractor and the role of independent contractor. Right. These are our arguments. All right, comrade. So what exactly is it that you want? You want the status of employee? Is that what you are asking for with this your class action suit? If, if you look at... Yes, yes, that's what, that's what we are saying, but it's very technical because many people will argue that we are really saying we want to be employee. Okay, so what are these what are these specific benefits that you think you get and your association and your members, your ten thousand members as you have said? What what are these benefits that you think they will get and why do you think that the work environment and you've raised the issue of um, being just and fair and feeling included in the decision making process? What exactly do you think will be better if you get what you want? What will be better if you get what you want is to operate with them as a real as a real partner under our union. What does and partnership mean is the question I'm asking. You say you want to be a partner. What does that look like for you? What are the things that you think what, what, you what, should what get I'm, as a partner? What I'm saying is this. Don't let us confuse ourselves on this argument, on this question. What I'm saying is this. You are talking about do you want to be em, em, employee or driver partner? And I start an example at other countries. What I'm trying to say here is this. If Uber really wants to take us as a driver partner, that three items that are mentioned, they should look into it. They should let us have right to decision-making in the platform. If you want to fire me in your platform, I'm supposed to know the offense I committed. In fact, if an if employer wants to fire an employee, it will give a query to that employer. So what we are saying here is they are running total blanket 
business model, which in need adjustment. In fact, Uber CEO has it admitted that their business model needs adjustment, that the driver needs certain benefits they need to have price to. Number one, if they have, have to unionization, number two, they need to have access to pension, they need to have access to insurance and what have you. And that's exactly what they did in UK. Oh. What they did in UK is not full employment. Oh. The driver in UK, they have a certain benefit that can make them have good money in their pocket. All right. And, and the people are talking about Nigeria is 30,000 era minimum wage. If you look at that judgment in UK, in fact, the Uber said in the May they sent to every driver in UK, which I have which with me, that it's not about even your minimum wage. You can get as much as, as you can. So the the basic thing is about how do we start this? If they can implement all those things we saw in Nigeria, we are okay with it. And oh. that's the reason why we want to put our ask the clarification. All right. So our friend here, David, he's from Tech Next, and they um, wrote an article about two or three days ago about this particular issue. And they have raised a valid point that um, independent contractors stand to earn more um, than when you get what you want. It is unlikely, for example, and I'm quoting them here, that the company will pay drivers up to a hundred thousand naira. Um, in monthly salary. So do you think your members understand that there may be um, compromises that have to be made? Say, for example, if you are going to get benefits like um, health care cover or um, vehicle insurance or a pension, that the um, average wage um, they make will now be perhaps standardized. Do you think these are compromises that the people who you say you represent um, are able to stomach? Look, the issue is this. How much this our company is collecting as a commission? Uber collects 25% of every trust. That 25%, we supposed to have, if they even plan pension for us, with that, even out of that 25%, they still have money. With these inspections, Uber, can, Uber collects money from succession from us. So we have our data with them. They use our data to make money. See, they make money every angle. For, forget about whether we are making 100000 or 200000 or whatever. That's not the point. The point is this. Let's open up this business. Let's be transparent. Let's be honest. Oh. Let's put everything on the table. And now see, many many people, I saw somebody say that we can make 200000 per week, 200000 All right, I had it. I had Hey, are you with me? Yes. I love how passionate you are. I can tell that this is something that you hold dear. This is something that you are willing to fight for. So the last question I'll ask you is this. Give me specifics. Have you filed this um, action? What um, are the next steps you are taking? Have you um, given Uber the right to reply, for example? Have you guys had a conversation about this? I'm talking about the people who represent Uber and Bolt and every other rideshare or um, taxi hailing company in Nigeria. So what are the next steps? Let's talk specifics now. Have you filed okay. this? Where are you filing it? Who's representing you? That that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, first, the person that is representing us, we cannot disclose it now. Second, we are doing consultation between other associations because we have other associations. All right. We want to send it to them too. Apart from that 10,000 of our members. What other associations? We have many other associations uh, in uh, in our industry. Like those associations from uh, other other areas. We want to carry everybody along. That's the consultation we are doing now. Secondly, we have we are piling up our evidences 
the one in the, uh, overseas, the one in Nigeria, and the one we have. So we are doing consultation with other people, and then we are talking seriously with our lawyer now. So any moment from now, the actions will start. Have you had a conversation with these companies with um, who you're going up against? Have you have you um, asked, for example, has the union asked for a roundtable discussion with these well, the two main companies and the others, and they have said no? Is this is this a thing where you have jumped from um, the possibility of com- of having a conversation at all um, to consulting with lawyers and gathering evidence? Thank you very much. We wrote more than twenty letters to Uber. He has never replied once. But Uber is not the only company here, so it doesn't I look know, like I we're know, targeting them. I, mm-hmm. I, I know, I know, I know. And uh, we wrote more than 25 letters to boot. He never replied once. And um, within See, which yeah. time frame? This year? Last year? People, I, wrote, I wrote a letter last week. I sent a letter to them last week. I sent it on their Facebook. I sent it, I sent it on, their, on their Twitter. Because when you send this letter to them... Why aren't you emailing them? Why are you reaching them I through emailed, Facebook? I, email, I emailed them. And you're saying they you did not get any response from them? No response. They have oh. never... Since this letter we have been writing for many years, they have never one day replied. Have you gone to their offices? You know where their offices are. Have you gone yes, there? we have gone to their offices several times. Even we have been protests in their offices several times. With even the news and the radio, everybody, you know, all right, are you adding the people who are listening to you now, the people who use these platforms, the people who you and the members of your union um help transport transport from one point to another? Hmm? Okay. What can they expect in in the near future? What is the time frame with which you think we will see you make um actual legal action? What is the time frame with which we will see maybe your demands being heard or met? What are the Give me a time frame for the next steps you talked about. For example, when okay. will your evidence gathering end? When will just like tentative time dates, if you get what I mean? That's what I'm trying to tell you. That that one is undercover now. We don't want oh, to. okay. Yes, yes. We don't want to. We don't. The whole world is sitting to us now, so I cannot bring all my asthma out when I want to play. All right. Uh, Are you at the... so, so I, I will not disclose that, but this will expect. Something like that. We just will see that this is the action we want to take. The way we want to do it and how we want to do it. All right, so hopefully, because we have your number now, Toda and I and David, hopefully when we call you, when this undercover thing becomes a bit more public, you will speak to us about it then. Abi? Thank you very much. All right, so that was Ayoade Ibrahim, the president of the National Union of Professional App-Based Workers, NUPA-BW, talking to us basically about a class action suit himself, his union, and like he said during the interview, um, other interested um, invested stakeholders are taking against um, ride-hailing companies to try and ask for more equity, um, a a more just system, a fairer system, a system where they feel included and um, um, where they feel like they have benefits. Because at Radio Now, we like balance and nuance and, and facts. We did reach out to that, Yeah, right? we did reach out. We to, did reach out to, to Uber, um, Uber. And we're still waiting for the response. To yes, we haven't gotten any response. And um, we'll reach out to um, Bolt as, as well, well as others, other, other ride-hailing platforms. Well, it's also important to state that Uber responds to the announcement of the class action lawsuit in South Africa said the vast majority of the drivers who use the app uh, want to work independently. Did uh, they quote any data saying this? Or yes, um, they mentioned about seven thousand employees, uh, uh, drivers actually. 
All right. So, and the president, um, Ayoade and his union are really looking at, um, was the ruling in the UK. And I think there's a similar one in California. So, uh, uh, like Toda mentioned earlier, we also have with us, um, David, who is my close personal friend, I think, in my <laughs> dreams. Um, David Afolai of TechNext. TechNext is an online news reviews and analysis based platform. So, David, as a member of the, um, industry as such a strong member of the industry i'll ask you point blank do you think what ayoade has said is correct do you think nigerian drivers um actually want this and do you think it is the better option for them uh, so um it's it's their right first so we first need to establish the fact that is their right what to, is their right is their right to ask uh, for a classification the way they want but we need to look at the model that they are operating in um, I mentioned the word gig economy. That is a model that ensures that the platform owner does not bear the brunt of inventory or any other form of um, security for its workers. But it also allows you to have... Are they workers is the fundamental question They are here. not. By the model being operated by Uber and Bolt, they are not workers. But they want to fundamentally. be. Fundamentally, yes. But they want to be recognized as workers. Like Ayuade said, these platforms have a couple of... Uh, boundaries that the drivers must operate in in his own opinion but some of these boundaries are to safeguard the exactly mm -hmm. so what drives the gig economy is consumer centric we want to ensure that the riders the people who take this ride alien platform have a good service so, so what is the problem so the problem is it does not favor the driver's interest as much as they will want it to favor okay so the driver takes you on a trip from a, po a point a to point b and earns 2500 the platform gets a percentage of it and the platform asks you the payer of the cash to rate the driver if you but the drivers rate us as well yeah so if you feel your service the service you've received is not good the platform takes an action so the drivers feel they are somehow compelled to treat you the way they might not have wanted to treat you. As a and regular human being with respect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the point they are, they are saying now is this relationship to us looks like a, a worker to, oh, to an employer. So it's a top to bottom thing and they would yeah. like a fairer. Yes, they would want field. to participate in that process of deciding when I should be sanctioned, how much of my income should you take as your own percentage. But the question is, this was the structure they signed in into. Mm. Going back to the first point I made, is their right to demand for a fair hearing or whatever it is. But this will be a fundamental challenge to the gig economy, which is being operated not just by the ride dealing platform, but, but hospitality it, platform, yes. freelancing platform. Fiverr, for example. Rest, because Upwork. Yeah, so these platforms just give an avenue for people who need services and people who have the services to meet. And they take a percentage for facilitating that meeting. Now, if you want them to absorb these workers as employees, mm -hmm. it brings a huge cost to their wage bill and the dynamics change. But the question the, the question I asked Ayade and I answered is, can they afford it? And he seems to say yes. Do you agree with that? Everybody would believe. I mean, the people at both, perhaps if they respond to us, would be in the best position to say so. So let's give, let us have an example. Look at California, right? California has about 200,000 drivers, okay? And uh, the average uh, minimum wage in California is $12 per hour. So if an average driver works for just 12 hours and you multiply it by $12 by 200,000 drivers, that is about $800,000 
per month multiply it by 12. so let's come back to nigeria that has 12 dollars although we don't have per hour minimum wage we have monthly minimum wage but by the time you look at pensions and the other things that would be a significant cost for this platform all right so Toda, someone who uses these platforms every day to mm. come to work and to live um and as a gen z mm. what are your thoughts on this so my concerns is they have this platform and this contract at the moment and it's sort of um, they are looking for a better ways to negotiate with this right alien platforms and part of it is on security job security especially exactly. yes. but then what about the aspect of treating their yeah people using this app i mean using this using their service as well mm-hmm. i mean on security about mm-hmm. them so now it, it talked about the gps kind of thing the um you tracking, tracing tracking yeah, them yeah, and i'm like them, I, yeah. what a, we should be the one concerned about that I, yes. I guess the question is this, right? I, and I hear what everybody's saying, and it seems to me like we all need to just get into a room and have a conversation. This seems like a problem that can be solved if everybody decides that, like you have said, is it, it can be. I think maybe what we are seeing is turning the gig economy on its head mm-hmm. and um, renegotiating where the boundaries are. Exactly. So you can be consumer-centric, but you should also cater to the people who are providing these services. Yeah. You should be equitable and just to all of these people and um, the safety of not just the consumers, but the workers as well, or whatever you want to call them. Um, and, and safety here means job security. It means actual safety. It means um, feeling heard. Even communication. Yeah. Precisely. Communication. So he did that's, point that's that he important. has tried, tried to reach to the two big yes. ones and they and haven't. They so if you're listening to us right now and you work for a ride hailing company in Lagos or in Nigeria, please get in touch with these people. Get in touch with the National Union of Professional App-Based workers. workers. Speak to them, okay? Speak to us. Just get in a room and sort this out, right? And if you're listening to us and you use these platforms and you'd like to get in on the conversation, you can tweet at us, go on Instagram or Facebook. We are at Radio Now 953 FM. You can listen to this show every Tuesday and Thursday from 10.30 all the way to 11 o'clock. My name is Esai Humu. That's Toda Weyemi. This is David Afolayon. You should remember the name. (laughs) You'll be hearing from him again. Um, hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday morning. Before we go, David just wants to run quickly through the headlines in, in, in the space of technology, just the headlines. Okay, so indeed, this has been um, a season of good tidings in Nigeria. Money, Ooh! money, 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 money. <laughs> New unicorn, yeah. who this? Yeah, <laughs> unicorn. So this is a unicorn season. Last year... What is a unicorn? We must be uh, inclusive. Okay. A unicorn is a startup that is worth one billion dollars right okay, that's yeah we, we really did a good <laughs> job on explaining that <laughs> okay so in in 2020 a total of 82 nigerian startups raised 170 million dollars but just in march alone one startup raised 170 million dollars why does raising matter why does fundraising matter in like a really short because i feel like a lot of us do not understand why it, it counts matters. so much and why it's so celebrated okay so one cash injection someone brings his cash to your business you can hire why have you people. used his you can can this someone not be her so just a gender non-binary yeah. so, so okay. a group of people come together yes. put money together give it to you to run your idea you can hire more people you can you can expand to other so you can scale faster so you can scale faster expansion that is the first reason second reason is 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 also affects inflow for this country Mm. i mean the 170 million dollars is coming into nigeria is going to be spent so it's a win for all of us So it's a win for everybody so it's not just about the startup that raised the money it's also about everybody and um 
just in the month of March, we've done two or two million dollars. That is that is good. Um, also, last year we had a bad news about terrible the news. Of, um, mm. The GoCada CEO, but uh, good news: the the startup is moving on. They've hired a new CEO. His name is um, Nakil Goel. He had been with the startup for about eight months. He took over after the CEO. They just and, and he helped him. them transition. Uh, yeah, so, so that that is a good one. Um, and. That is a conversation I'd like to have maybe next week or, mm. or the week after. Mm. Um, the Nigerianness of startups and what exactly a Nigerian startup means. That what the Nigerian identity is. <laughs> that is something I'd we'll love discuss, to have we'll with two founders. I'd really like to have a non-Nigerian Nigerian founder okay. and a Nigerian Nigerian founder. That would be an exciting conversation yes, so because we've had this a lot of times. So the question is, a Nigerian startup, is it a startup founded by a Nigerian? Or in is Nigeria? It, or part, and then what in exactly is the Nigerian identity in 2021 exactly. in a global village? Exactly. So that is, a, is you, should, you should tune in on yeah. Thursday and <laughs> the next Tuesday and the next Thursday. All right, continue okay. please. And finally, um, the statistics from the Nigeria Bureau of Statistics shows that there are about 187,000 tech professionals in Nigeria and about 27% of them are either unemployed or underemployed. Mm. First, 187,000 is a significant number and I tell mm. people you don't know you don't need to know how to code or to write mm. a there software other for yeah. you to be in the tech space. There are mm. other professionals in that space that are not essentially engineer so mm. we, we have 187,000 um the bad thing is about 28 percent of them are not employed um we if we look at the numbers not very good but in comparison with other countries we're still doing well but the the not so good part of it is over 81 percent of that number are male yes um, there is there, there is that, more that is to be done for inclusion exactly. not just gender representation exactly. but also representation in other marginalized communities for example the differently abled people we had yeah. this excellent guy yeah. um abenigo here the other day and he Begging spoke about it yes so th there is a lot it, that needs to be done even as financial inclusion as well we yes are yes so these are conversations that we will be having exactly. on tech now exactly. um you've just heard from the very knowledge David Afolayan. He is content chief at Tech Next. And you've just also heard from Toda Oyemi, who is my producer, our producer. My name is Esai Ohumu. You've been listening to Radio Now 95.3 FM. Keep listening to Radio Now 95.3 FM, where we go beyond the news.